Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya here. And before I get into the show today, I want to take a moment to celebrate the first Wednesday of Black History Month. Black History Month is an annual celebration of achievements by African Americans, and it's a time for recognizing their central role in U.S. history. The theme for this month's celebration is Black Health and Wellness. Now this focus will celebrate the contributions and the breakthroughs of black professionals as well as speaking to the cultural richness of those non-traditional health and wellness practitioners. I want to acknowledge and honor all of the dentists and doctors in my own family who have been on the front lines through this pandemic serving both those who recognize their value and those who do not. And still they rise. So thank you for your service. I celebrate you today. Now note, um, there are a couple of articles from history.com and uh, NPR on the origin and the theme of Black History Month on the show notes for today's show. So if you want to be informed rather than inflamed about Black History Month, perhaps you might want to take a look at those articles. Now, this week on the Write Something Worthy podcast, I want to share some tips for authors that will be found in my upcoming book, Top 10 Tips for Nonfiction Authors. That's a working title. We'll see if it sticks. I don't know. But um, basically, it is the top 10 tips that were almost downloaded for me uh, a few months ago. And I want to share some of those with you. Over the next few episodes, we'll go in greater detail about each of the tips for you to keep in mind on your book writing and publishing journey. And you might note that some of the tips are assuming that you'll be independently published instead of traditionally published, or you'll use a small press. But those who publish traditionally will still find the tips useful as well. And even though the podcast is focused on the nonfiction author, some of the information here will be also great for fiction writers. So feel free to invite your novel writing friends and, and have them join in on gaining value from the tips that I'm going to be sharing over the next several episodes. To give you an overview, let me share what each of the top 10 tips are. We'll not cover all of these today, remember. We're going to go over them in detail over the next several episodes, but I wanted to give you the big picture so that you can see what's coming down the road. We're going to cover the tips 
in these following episodes as we have time. I'm not going to commit to one tip or 10 tips or five tips or whatever per episode. I'm just going to, we're going to go with the flow and see how it goes. Okay. So those top 10 tips that we're going to cover over this time period are one, to express gratitude, two, create a vision, three, clarify your path, four, create an outline, five, hire an editor, six, pay a designer, seven, market before launch, eight, gather supporters, nine, remember your ideal reader, and 10 set intentions. All right. Today, we're obviously going to talk about the first tip, which is to express gratitude. One thing that's so important about expressing that gratitude, and one thing to express that gratitude about, is that you as an emerging author, have a message to share and you have a means to express it. So in writing a book, when you have a message to share with the world, you got to do it. You have to share it with others. Don't hog your journey. You hear me say that all the time. Don't hold it in. Know that you can share that message with the world through a book. And there are resources here and elsewhere to help you to do that. I'm going to give you some thoughts about expressing gratitude. I encourage you to express gratitude for the past that now brings you to this present moment. You know, it's easy for us to poo-poo the past and say, you know, Man, everything in my life sucked and, you know, my childhood was crappy and my adulthood sucks too and, you know, I've been in a pit. I'm finally getting out of it. But, you know, if you did not go through those things, you would not be who or where you are right now. And if you're at the point now where you're willing to share a positive message that has come from all of that with the rest of us, then you kind of had to go through some stuff in order for you to share that message, right? You would not be you if you did not go through those things. So one thing to be grateful for is your past because you would not be ready to embark on your book writing project if your life were perfect, right? You might not have any stories to tell. Or if you did, they might bore people to death. So be grateful for what you've been through so that you can share that with the rest of us. Or you can share your learning from it, the lessons you gained from it. What did you have to come through to have the message that you have now? Think about that and think about what if you never went through that? Would you have anything else to say? You know, I I often say when people say, oh, you have to tell the story, show the struggle you went through and go through the pit and then 
bring people back out of it and so forth and so on. And I used to always say, I don't have this pit story to tell with people, to share with others. I don't have this whole woe is me, life sucked and then I did this to get out of it and now I do this because of that. The reality is I serve my clients as a ghostwriter, a copy editor, a book coach, and a trainer because I want to keep books out of the graveyard. I want to get those books out of your head and your heart and have you share that and make an impact now and leave a legacy. That didn't come from a pit story for me. But everything that I learned in my past has added value to my experience that I can offer and share with you now. My growth through working in an international professional services firm, bloodying up the manuscripts of people who were writing by, you know, correcting everything that they did, ended up leading me to later becoming an editor so that I could help authors to put their best words forward. Had I not done that and had that experience, I might not have been able to do that. It didn't have to be a bad experience that I went through to bring me to where I am now. I've had a lot of positive experiences that have brought me to where I am now. So be grateful for your past because it is what has made you who you are right now and has brought you to the point where you have a story that you can share with the rest of us. Another thing to be grateful for is that you're now in your present moment with your desire to work on your book and to write your book and to share it. And you know, when you make that first decision to do that writing, you don't always know the hows and that's okay. You don't have to know how it's all going to get done. I. I can't even tell you how many first-time authors I have talked to over the years. I mean, thousands. And many of them are astounded at what it takes to produce a book and get it out to the world. They are so grateful to learn what is necessary for them to make it happen. And oftentimes, they apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm asking so many questions. I'm sorry, you know, that I I don't know the answers to this. I have no reason to expect you to know. That's what I'm here for. So it's okay that you don't know all the hows. Just be grateful that you're in this present moment, ready to make that move, that you've made the decision to move forward. And now the universe will conspire to bring the information, the resources, the people, and the events that need to happen to make that possible. Be grateful for that. It's something to celebrate. And at Write Something Worthy and on our website, we share tons of resources for writers who want to become authors. What a gold mine. 
So celebrate that. And then on Halogen Inc., my company website, there's other resources there for you to tap into. Tap into that. You're not expected to know or have everything you need to take action. That's why there are other people who care enough who want to have that happen for you and help you to make it happen, who are here to serve. So tap into that. Now, you may wonder, well, you know, how am I supposed to be expressing this gratitude and why does it really matter? And, you know, when do you expect me to do that? Do I have to do it all the time or can I just do it once? Well, hopefully, hopefully you're going to express gratitude more than just once. But I will say that when you uh, step into a spirit of gratitude, you will continue to find reasons to be grateful. Because the more grateful you are for what you have now and what you've experience thus far, the more you'll find activities and events that occur for you to be grateful about next time. So I encourage you to express gratitude regularly. I mean, regularly. <laughs> one of those, like all the time, right? Um, and one way that you can do that a simple way that you can do that is just uh, have a gratitude journal. Write out what it is that you're already grateful for. Right now, right at this moment. It could be that, you know, you're grateful that you have a, a book idea. You're grateful you have a laptop or a computer that you can write that book on. Or you're grateful that you have long uh, legal pads that you can write longhand in. Because, you know... Uh, great authors like, uh, I believe, Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about using his legal pad to write his books longhand. Be grateful that you have pens, paper, a wonderful office maybe to sit in to do your awesome writing or a place where you can deck away for writing, you know, and hide from your family so you can get those few moments of words in or be grateful that, yeah, Love getting up early in the mornings before everyone else so that you can use that time to write now that you want to write a book. Or be grateful that you have a great phone that has the Rev app on it so that you can record your thoughts about your books and the writing. The list can go on and on about what you can write in that journal. But if you just do it every day, you don't have to write everything in the world that you're possibly grateful for. If you would just write three to five gratitudes every day, that would be awesome. And preferably, you know, write different ones each day. Not the same one every day. I'm grateful I got up this morning. And next day, I'm grateful I got up this morning. I'm grateful you got up this morning too. But that's not the one we're going to write down today. You can think it, you can say it. But when you write something down, think of something different. Because the more you look for something to be grateful for, the more you're going to find it. So keep writing down those things that you're grateful for. And remember, it could be the result of what transpired the day before or just before you went to bed. So be open to write those gratitudes down. 
and keep that in the same journal, ideally, rather than, you know, scraps of paper that you might have around the house, because you'll end up losing those things, or, or they'll just end up making a mess, and that doesn't make you happy either. <laughs> but if you could just write it down in one notebook, it could be a, you know, a notebook that your kids stop using for school, or it could be you know, just a regular spiral notebook. It doesn't have to be a special journal, but if you want it to be a nice journal, that'd be awesome too. Another way to be mindful of expressing gratitude is to have like gratitude stones or crystals. Now, if you, I believe it was the movie, The Secret. I believe so. I believe the movie, The Secret, they mentioned a story about gratitude rocks, right? And you, you, anybody who knows can chime in and tell me, um, add a comment on, on writesomethingworthy.com or send me an email to confirm it for me. But basically the idea is that you carry a smooth stone or a crystal or a gem in your pocket. And every time you put your hand in your pocket and you feel that throughout the day, you express gratitude. So it just keeps you in a state of thankfulness because it just brings to your awareness, ah, there's that stone, ah, thank you. Thank you, and you might have something very specific to be grateful for at that moment because something might've just happened. So express that gratitude whenever that opportunity comes. Another approach is uh, Ken Honda's approach of Arigato. Ken is the, who they call the Zen millionaire, uh, a Japanese author whose uh, focus is on happy money. Right now, that's one of his later books is happy money. He's a prolific author. But he suggests that you say arigato whenever you receive something and whenever you give something. And yes, especially if it's money. Because money's going to help you on the journey as an author, too. So you can arigato everything that happens throughout your day. And, you know, what's so great about the thought of arigato before you spend money? Let's say you're about to uh, buy gas or you're making a payment for um, a service that you receive, like internet or something. When you say arigato for giving money, you know, you think, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I don't have this money anymore. I'm giving it up. But they, see, the thing is, you're circulating money. You're putting money out with the expectation that you're going to get an even greater return at some point. But you've already received a service for which you've given that money. It had value to you. And you shared that money for that. So when you're grateful for those things that you give and grateful for the things you receive, then you just have more reasons to give and receive. So it's that circulation of positive energy. Arigato is, is thank you. And when you say that or think of it when you're giving and receiving, when you're buying and um, getting something, it just helps spread that positive energy. And heck, wouldn't that feel a lot better than grunting about it and begrudging it. Isn't it better if you could smile uh, when you pay a bill and be happy when you receive something? Because then here's another way to think about it. 
when you receive a bill in the mail, think of it as, wow, these people have provided a service to me and they know that I have the resources to thank them for it. I have the resources to pay for it. They expect that I have the resources to pay for it. I'm abundant. Of course I do. So say arigato, circulate the money, put it out, receive it back in, spread it with joy, everybody wins. Another way to practice gratitude is through meditation. There are lots of ways that people meditate these days. Having that mindfulness, that stillness, that time when you allow yourself to connect with your higher self, it's a great opportunity to share your gratitude. So you could use uh, a guided meditation from, heck, YouTube. Quite frankly, you could just Google it uh, or you can search it on YouTube and find guided meditations on gratitude. You can also use like a brainwave entrainment app that plays music uh, and binaural beats and, and helps you to get into the space so that then you can express your gratitude. And you can just do that five to 10 minutes a day focusing on gratitude. Or like I said, just spend some time alone with a grateful heart. Just being grateful for everything that you have now and being grateful for the increase that you will receive. Those are just some of the ways that you can find yourself engaging in gratitude. And why do I think this is important for an author? Because authors are people too. We all need to express gratitude. And if we can get in that spirit of gratitude, we'll be more receptive when our editor returns our manuscript. We'll be more receptive when um, people provide resources to us. It will just make our lives more pleasant. And we want to be pleasant authors, do we not? Of course we do. So anyway, get into the mindset and the spirit of gratitude. Now, before we move into our abundant author affirmation today, I want to share with you my exciting alliance with Prolific Writer's Life. I've mentioned them before in other podcasts, um, but this is an online writing community that creates space for you to get your writing project done. It's just 
a wonderful concept and it's something, you know, that I have thought of creating myself and now I don't have to because they have a membership community that allows you to attend live online classes, to expand your writing skills or to connect with writing industry experts and fellow writers like me and transform, you know, the writing process with live work sessions, which is so helpful and finish your writing project in a supporting environment. So it's a place that's just a safe haven for writers to hang out together and actually get their individual project done, um, but in a collaborative environment. And what's even more exciting is that I'm now offering my one-time and bundle coaching sessions on the platform at Prolific Writers Life for a significant discount for members. So if you've been meaning to get into book coaching and gain a little guidance for your journey and you'd like to tap into that membership rate, all you have to do is go to tanyaloves.me forward slash PWL for Prolific Writers Life. TanyaLoves.me forward slash PWL. I'll have the link in the show notes as well. But I have to tell you, over at Prolific Writers Life, they have what are called words count sessions, and they are so fabulous with connecting for other writers, with other writers, and getting your own writing done. And it it applies the like the Pomodoro approach where you connect. You write, you reconnect, you write, and you do it over a 45-minute Zoom meeting with other writers. So it really is a collaborative way to get your individual project done. I love it. I love it. So I recommend that you try it for yourself. Find Words Count on the events menu over there at Prolific Writers Live, and You'll find that it's offered several times a week, so hopefully you can find different word count sessions that are available for you to help you to get your writing projects done. But I I love Lorraine, who is the, the founder of Prolific Writers Life, and the whole group there is just fantabulous. So I think you'll enjoy the experience if you give it a shot. Membership is very nominal, but the resources and the support and the community are very valuable. All right, so now let's get into our abundant author affirmation for this episode. It's time. So write this down if it resonates with you, post it wherever you'll see it, and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I am happy and grateful to be an author. I am happy and grateful to be an author. And with that, we are complete. Do me a favor, will you? Send me an email and tell me what you're grateful for right now. I would love to celebrate it with you. You can send that email to podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Again, that's podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. And put the subject line as gratitude, will you? That'll help me to find 
it for this episode. Gratitude. Put that in the subject line and send me an email. Arigato! I'm so grateful for you today. Thank you for listening in. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week on the Write Something Worthy podcast. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.